Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is sponsored uh, in loving memory and Leiluy Nishmat Shoshana Bat Leah. Alea Shalom sponsored by Cookie and Stanley Chira. Breakfast is also dedicated in loving memory of Ra- Rachel Towel. Alea Shalom. Leiluy Nishmat Rahel Haya Bat Salha sponsored by her son Saul Towel. Uh, the cold brew is sponsored Lilui Nishmat, Mordechai Ben Rivka, Alea Shalom, sponsored anonymously, and as well in loving memory and Lilui Nishmat, Moshe Ben Vida, Alava Shalom, sponsored by Ralph D. Batesh. Rabotai, <coughs> we uh, a very interesting lashon, a very interesting expression in the Gemara over here. Uh, Yaakov in the, in, the, in the Pasuk, Yaakov Avinu comes. To his, uh, to his brother, to his uh, 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 to Lavan, and he feels very, very badly. And why does he feel badly? He says, "You know what? My father, when my father was getting married, he, he you know, Abraham Avinu sent Eliezer with many camels and lots of riches to be able to woo and you know to to get Rivka to see that there was value in this shiduch. And I'm coming now empty-handed. And why was Yaakov coming empty-handed?" The answer, Rabotai, the answer is because uh, Eliphaz, who was the son of Esav, was dispatched from uh, Esav. As he found out that Yaakov Avinu was uh, running to Lavan to go get married and to run away from Esav, he sends his son Eliphaz to go kill Yaakov Avinu. He comes to Yaakov, he overtakes Yaakov on the journey. And I always uh, thought this was amazing because we know Yaakov is experiencing kfitzat haderech. He is moving very quickly. So how is it that Eliphaz catches up with him? I always found that fascinating. And the answer is that it had to be that the story of Yaakov coming empty-handed and then working for Rachel is part of what needed to happen. So the kfitzat haderech that Yaakov experienced, Eliphaz also had to experience which is a fascinating idea, because that had to happen for the development of the Jewish, uh, of the, of the Jewish family. Now, either way, the, the concept is Eliphaz catches up with Yaakov Avinu, and he's got to kill him. He says, look, I don't want to kill you. You know, uh, I studied Torah by Yitzhak Avinu. I learned lo tirsach that you can't kill. But on the other hand, he says, I have the mitzvah of kibud avayim. My father told me I have to kill you. Now, I want you to understand just how demented this conversation is. Like, can we just analyze the conversation? You know, uh, imagine you dial a, dial a rabbi, you say, Rabbi, I have a very deep question over here. Uh, you know, I very much want to kill my coworker, uh, you know, but uh, I know it's forbidden. On the other hand, if I kill him and steal all of his money, then maybe I'll be able to give him more tzedakah. So it's very difficult for me to decide which way to go on this. You know, what kind of question is that? Kibuda va'em, so you're going to kill somebody. Are you mejnun? Right? What, what are, how does this even, how is Eliphaz confused by this? So Yaakov gives him, you know, again, a fascinating insight into human psychology. Yaakov gives him an out. What's Yaakov's out? Yaakov says, listen, Rohi, if someone is very, very poor, Ani hashuv kameth, it's as if he's dead. That's what it says. It doesn't mean that a poor person is dead, obviously. It means that there are elements of a person who's dead, the person has no, they can't, 
Um, they're not a master of their own destiny. They need to rely on other people to bury them, to take care of them. They can't do something for themselves. So sometimes also an ani is at the mercy of another person's whims. You know, you come to the guy's house, you know, the guy says, come back later. You come back later, at the time the person says to come meet you, the guy says, Mechila, I'm very hungry, I'm having dinner now. You know, what are you going to tell him? You have to meet me? Like, you know, or what? So the Gemara, so the Gemara says, Ani chashuv So Yaakov doesn't look. I, I imagine Yaakov employed the thumb here, right? Since Ani chashuv kamet, and your father said you have to kill me, so if you take my money, it will be as if you killed me, and then you still fulfilled the dictum of your father. I can imagine Eliphaz sitting there, stroking his Eliphaz Rasha beard, and saying to himself, it was a hipster beard, not a Sadiq beard, and he says to himself, ah, oh, that works. Totally, yes. <laughs> Stick him up, give me your money. You understand how crazy this conversation is? First lesson, massive, unbelievable lesson in human psychology. Im ikesh titapal. Yaakov is a straight shooter, but... This idea of being a straight shooter, when someone is, uh, they're built, their logic is built like a circle, it doesn't work. The more you talk to them about this, the more the guy goes, you know, I'll give you an example. When I was a, a young man, so I was moving address uh, in London. It was one of the most frustrating times of my life was this phone call. You know, just this one little phone call. So I was moving uh, addresses in London. Now, it took me two weeks to set up my internet at my uh, location when I first moved. So since I was moving again, I called up the company and said, look, I'm moving to this new address. If I move to the new address and then I get in touch with you, it will be a new account. It'll take you two weeks to set up my... So I'm calling you now two weeks before I move. So could you please set up my internet at that address so that when I move, I'll have seamless uh, coverage. The guy says, sir, I'm really sorry. Uh, It doesn't work that way. What you need to do is, uh, you can't call us now and tell us this. You know, you need to contact us after you move to your new address, and then we'll set it up. Don't worry, but we'll set it up seamlessly. I said, okay, are you sure? He says, yes. I moved to my new address, and uh, I call up the company, and I say, sir, you know, I'm in my new house. I'm here for now for the first day, and we have no internet service. And they said they would seamlessly move it over. What's going on? He says, oh, I'm so sorry. He says, from a new address, we can't receive it as a phone call. You need to send us an email from the new address. I was like, with what service? <laughs> the guy says, I'm really sorry, sir, but that's how it works. You have to send us an email from the, new, from the new place. I was like, I don't think you understand like the words that are coming out of my mouth. I told you I don't have service. I can't send you an email, right? I only have a dial-up, whatever the case might be, right? If you want me to send the email, but I'm on the phone now. I was like, would you perchance send yourself an email based on this phone call? And then you read, and it's so infuriating that the guy is, it's like circular logic. Yeah, you understand? So when you're talking straight to someone who's bent, it doesn't work. So Yaakov, he deals with him in the way that a bent man thinks. So as an example, your child is sitting there and they're telling you, I don't want to do something. And you tell them, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, they're like, but I don't want to do it. Talking to them about the right thing to do, when they're in the space of what I want to or don't want to do, it's not a conversation that works. The conversation that you need to have with the child is, why do you want to do this? Is this clear? Yeah? If someone, as an example, is telling you that they don't trust you, 
and you are and you're trying to talk to them about all the you know all the advantages and all you know the the the, uh, the positive experiences that they'll have if they just listen to your advice. That doesn't work because the bottom line is they're in a place of distrust. You have to move the conversation to the place from within which they are operating. If a person is telling you, I have no money now to spend on a new project, don't talk to me about how great the project is or how great the product is. I don't have money. Talk to me about a payment plan. Is this clear? So number one, we learned this beautiful lesson from Yaakov Avinu, that when you're having a conversation with someone, go to the place where that person is operating from and talk to them from there. The guy is telling you he doesn't want to disobey his father, he would have end. That's the one mitzvah that he does. Don't talk to him about how terrible killing people is. He doesn't care. You know, he's worried about honoring his father. So give him a way to be able to honor his father and do what you want him to do. That's lesson number one. But there was a man who once came to the stipler. His name was Rabbi Schlesinger. He said, Rabbi, you know, I'm now I have children that are getting into the stories of Shiduchim. They're now going to be start dating. He said, what should I look for in a son-in-law? The stipler told him, look for Moshe. I should look for Moshe Rabbeinu. I think that's the natural inclination of every father anyway. You know, that no one is good enough for their daughter. But he says, what do you mean I should look for Moshe? He says, Moshe stands for... Um, the person is beautiful. He says that the three, it stands for three letters. Moshe stands for the person has midot. The person has sechel yashar. He thinks straight. He's not a, you know, a thinker that's, you know, just can't, is, you know, you just can't communicate with them. They're not reasonable. They're not a straight thinker. Okay. And the last one is hatmada, that the person is a consistent person. He sits, he spends some time learning, spends some time developing. If he has those three things, midot, Sechel and Hatmada, he says he'll be fine. He doesn't need to be the Vilnagaon, he doesn't need to be, you know, the Sadiq of the door. If the guy is someone who has good Midot, he has straight Sechel Ayashar, and Hatmada, he puts in the time to sit and learn and to develop, that's a good guy. You could, uh, you could have marry your child off to that, per- that type of a person. So Rav Schlesinger turns to his type and he says, I don't understand. If the guy has Sechel, he's got straight, you know, he can think straight. And he's sitting and he's learning and he's studying the Torah. Surely those two will give him the Midot because the Torah will kind of teach him how to be. And he said something unbelievable. The stipler said that's true, but it's not true. Why? He says, look at Eliphaz. The guy sat and he learned Torah by Yishak. What did his Torah do for him? It made him not want to kill. But the very next line, you know, in the in the Asereta Debrot, Lotignov, that he didn't reach. It took a killer and it made him into a thief. But it didn't take a killer and make him into a kind, loving, sensitive person. If a person does not have good midot, then the Torah, it can't have its effect on him. This is a deep understanding as to what it means when we say, Derech Eretz Kudmala Torah. A person's midot, his... Uh, character traits, his interactions with people. That needs to come before. He needs to have that before he starts the process. He needs to have, he needs to be working on his character traits alongside uh, the learning of the process of what there is to do. I remember once reading that someone said, what do you mean, why didn't it? Surely the Torah will improve him. And he said, no, no, if a guy has bad midot, then he'll go to the Torah and he'll look, read the, the sentence that they brought, and he'll read it, he says, lo, tzach, he says, lo, tzach. 
You know? No, no, no. Kill him. You know? Lo, 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 lo. Take it off. Right? He'll figure out a way to read the Torah according to the way that he wants to live his life. Don't, don't we all know people like that? Okay? So the point is, Rabotai, he said the person has to have good midot. He has to have good sechel, straight guy, needs to be a straight thinker, a straight person. And as well, he needs to have someone, he needs to be uh, a hatvada. Now there's a, a, a beautiful line, a real mic drop in the parasha. Lavan, when Yaakov comes, Yaakov says, look, um, I'm going to want to work for you. So Lavan says, achi ata, achi, achi ata, you're my brother, right? Ve'avadetani hinam, were you going to work for me for nothing? You know, ten, tell me, what, is your, what do you want to work for? What's your price? And I'll pay you your price. So Hatam Sofer says an unbelievable Gemara. The Gemara in Chulin says, Amar Rav Gidal Amarav. Rav Gidal Amarav, this is an ultimate mic drop moment in the Gemara. The Gemara, Rav said to him, he said, If a person from a city called Neresh, he kisses you, okay? Mani kachech. If a person from the city of Neresh, he kisses you, he says, count your teeth. Had that for sure stole one of your teeth. The people from that city were such ganavim. He says, if someone from that city kissed you, count your teeth. Okay? And he goes on to all the people from different cities that they had different practices. Nahar Someone from Nahar Pekot, if he walked you, you know, down the road. He, he really likes your Armani suit. Don't put your jacket down. The guy's going to hush it, okay? And the final one is a person from Pumpedita. If someone from Pumpedita, he, he, you know, he took you down the road, Levayek, he, he walked you. Ashani Ushpizach. Don't tell him where you live. This is unbelievable. Why? Because he's going to break into your house. He's going to steal your things. You know, these are the people from certain areas that they were raised, they were raised to, be, uh, to be, you know, dishonest. Now, Rabotai, uh, the fascinating thing is here, Yaakov um, Avinu comes to Lavan, and tells him everything that happened. How Eliphaz stole, he has no money, he's coming to, he's coming to, to, you know, to visit with him. And then Yaakov says to him, look, you know, uh, and I'm coming, I want to stay by you. And he says, really, you want to stay by me? Why do you want to stay by me? He goes, oh no, I, just, I want to work for you. Lavan, who's a ganav, who's a rasha himself, he hears a guy, he has no money, he's coming, oh, you want to just work with me, that's what you want. Lavan immediately realizes, you and I were brothers. I've pulled this scam before. Oh yeah, I want to work for you, show me your warehouse, you know? Now I see all the ways you come in. He goes, I got you, I clocked you. He says, you and I, brothers, you know, this is fantastic. We're going to get along like a house on fire, he says. So he says to Yaakov, he says, but listen, you know, this profession, you know, they say how, one time there was a boat that sank and uh, it was in an area infested with sharks and everybody in the boat died except for one guy. No, he was a lawyer. So they came to the guy, they said, how did you survive? Everyone else was eaten by sharks. He says, professional courtesy, right? Yeah, and he said, what's it called? Yeah, Lavan looks at the guy and he says, Lavan, Lavan looks at the guy and he says, look, you know, you and I, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna, to we're gonna get on fine. The scams we will pull. The people we will rob. This is going to be amazing. He says, but please, Dachila, don't do it to me. Just let's, what, just tell me what you want to earn. I'll pay you the money and then I know I could sleep well at night. Okay? Unbelievable conversation over here between Yaakov and, and Lavan. Now, I think this, what's it called? This, this line, you're going to come work for me for free. I've heard that scam. You know, I've been here. And he, in, in, in Israel, they would say, Hayinu Like, we've watched that movie already 
I know how that ends, okay? Not happening. Tell me how much you want. I'll give it to you up front. Rabotai, I think we see here a beautiful, a beautiful concept, okay? Here's Lavan. Lavan's trying to talk straight with Yaakov Avinu. But his straight talk is, stro- is crooked. The, the most beautiful thing, I think, about the Torah is the process that a person undergoes when they're studying Torah on a day-to-day basis. And that's why these classes that we have in the morning, they're so important. Even, by the way, if the lesson that we happen to learn is not something that you need to learn. Like, let's say as an example, I'm talking about being a good person. You're already a good person. I mean, there's not many of you here, but... No, I'm sketching, right? Let's say you're already a good person. So you don't need that. The point is, though, that you started your day thinking about the thing, things that are about self-betterment, about development. You can't go from a class of Torah, walk out the door, and rip somebody off. You can't do it. If your brain is in a space of Torah, and you're dedicating yourself to learning all the time, then that develops a person's, a person's midot rabota. It's such an important thing, this. But this, these character traits that a person sees in their life that are problematic, don't ever assume that they will disappear by themselves. If you see as an example that you're not a patient person, decide that that's something you're gonna work on. If you realize that you lose your temper with your kids or with people don't, get, don't do things right, right? Um, what's it called? You have to figure out how to work on that. These are things that a person needs to work on. Otherwise, what happens is that no matter who you're exposed to, no matter who you spend time with, Eliphaz is sitting every day with Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu. And look at what happens there. Yaakov spends all this time with Lavan. The same Lavan that he is when Yaakov comes to his house. He's the same Lavan when Yaakov leaves him. He spent 20 years in his house. And what happens? 22 years he's with him. And what does Lavan become? After 22 years with the highest level of the Avot. He's Bechir Avot. He remains the same Mushchat. How could that be? I think sometimes also you experience this in our world today. There's great Sadiqim. And the Sadiqim have a Gabai, someone that arranges all the appointments. And the Gabai, God bless him, is the most crooked person in the whole world. He's taking, you know, not Chasr in a synagogue. I'm talking about a Gabai of a Sadiq. Because he's got the keys everyone wants to get to the big Sadiq. So he's taking payments, he's switching numbers, who goes first, who goes second, who has more time. This guy, the rabbi, only has one minute for you. This guy, the rabbi, has one year for you, right? Sometimes you have a guy that the power that he has is actually not so straight. And you know what, as well, by the way, uh, sometimes the guy will present the issue or the question that you're asking to the rabbi. He presents it in a way where the rabbi, you know, he's answering based on the question that he wants. I remember once we were sitting together in class and I said to my rabbi, I said, Rabbi, we should choose rabbis not by how great the rabbi is, but by how great the gabai that serves the rabbi is. My rabbi said, what do you mean? I said, because a lot of times you present, the gabai presents the question to the rabbi the way he wants to present it. Let's say he doesn't like uh, anyone to have iPhones. So he comes to the rabbi, he says, everyone is using iPhones to steal, to cheat, to do everything wrong. Rabbi, what do you think about it? The rabbi says, oh, that's what they use iPhones for? Asur! Meanwhile, you know, if you present it another way, there's filters, there's things you could do. What do you, you know, what do you think about this? What, you know, how should this develop? There was a rabbi in Israel, he stood up with all of his chassidim and he says, look, we've had all these issues with the phones. And he said, you know, that everybody said all their asur. What happened to everybody? They took these phones that everybody said was asur. Now they're hiding it. 
Now the guy thinks about himself. I'm a, you know, I'm a guy who breaks the rules. I'm a bad person. If I'm a bad person anyway, what am I going to say? What am I going to pretend to be such a good guy? And they dropped everything. Why? He says because we had the wrong, they had the wrong approach to this. Instead of working with the fact that it was here and trying to fix the problems with it, we basically said the whole thing is asur, and the guy who couldn't deal with that, we lost him as a student. You know, but that's talui, that depends on the gabai who's presenting it, presenting the problem to the rabbi. So I said to my rabbi, maybe instead of choosing the biggest gadol, we should be choosing the biggest gabai. Because at least the rabbi is then ruling on the question that's actually being asked. Rabbi Utai, we look at this, these cases and you find uh, that just being in the, in, around the person who's great, just being around Torah, that's not good enough. You need to work on the midot that you find in yourself. And Rabotai, if you can't figure out anything that's wrong with you, foolproof, ask your wife. And if she is too nice, ask your mother-in-law. Someone will tell you in your, in your life, someone is going to be honest with you and tell you your faults. But you got to find somebody. Because if not, then you live your whole life, you know, and you don't realize, and you think you're a big sadiq like Elifaz goes home that day after stealing every penny that Yaakov Avinu owns, and he thinks, unbelievable, look at what I did today. On the one hand, I, I did kibbut Ava'em. On the other hand, I fulfilled the misvah pikuach nefesh. I saved a life today. Dib, you didn't save a life. You robbed the guy blind. You didn't do a misvah kibbut Ava'em. You were accessory to theft. Yeah, but that's the challenge. If we're not willing to work on ourselves, to open our own eyes, to see our own uh, deficient character traits, then that's, then that's a problem. If, the, if there's anyone here or anyone out there that would like a book, to read a good book on Midot, of course, let me know. There's great books out there that people can read in English at your own time where they go through the, uh, the nature, human nature, and all of its challenges and pitfalls, and they try and make, uh, help you develop yourself to the best uh, that you can be. Baruch Hashem.